think about people who are rich. We seem to have a love-hate relationship. Sometimes we want their famous jobs, athletes, movie stars, you know, entertainers, titans of business. And sometimes, maybe a lot of time, we want their money. So sometimes we love them, but a lot of people who are very rich catch a lot of heat. Maybe because we're jealous, maybe we don't like how they spend it, or don't think they earned it. Sometimes it's easy to see where the phrase filthy rich comes from. About 15 years ago, when scandals like Enron were in the news, there was a CEO who had a $30 million apartment with $6,000 shower curtains. All this came to light in court cases when he was accused of embezzling and somehow getting $81 million bonuses from his company that didn't exactly please the shareholders. That's filthy rich when you've got $6,000 shower curtains. But Paul talks about a different kind of rich in Ephesians 2, and we're going to look at Jesus as immeasurably rich and an extravagant giver. My name is Stephen. My name is Ernie. This is a devout, an invitation to pause and set our minds on things above. Right now, we're focusing a, a few episodes on Ephesians 2, and in this episode, we're looking at Ephesians 2, verse 4. It says this, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, I love this verse. It begins with this conjunction, but God. Remember, Paul is saying, where you once were. Remember that you were in rebellion to God. Remember that your destiny was destruction. Remember that you were dead. Paul's being so clear. He says, remember, remember, remember. He's not allowing us to avoid the fact that we have not become Christians because of anything that we've done or can do. And then Paul goes on, he says, but God being rich in mercy because the great love with which he loved us. Paul doesn't just say he's merciful or that he's loving. He says, oh, how rich is the mercy of Jesus and how great is his love that he loved us with. He's overwhelmingly rich in mercy. You know, I love the emotion behind this and it's so important for us to slow down and let it impact our hearts. God is rich in mercy, not just rich for his gain, but he uses his riches to sacrifice for us. His wealth is something we don't understand. Bill Gates is scraping pennies together when compared to God's rich, rich, rich mercy. You're right that he uses his wealth and not for his selfish indulgence. God's wealth is the antidote to our wickedness. He's so rich in mercy that he can afford to pay our debt. And not only is he wealthy, but he's incredibly generous. He doesn't hoard his wealth or hide it. In some ways, we we didn't really know the full wealth of God until Jesus. There's some rich people who surprise you when you find out just how rich they are. The closet millionaire down the street that just doesn't live the lifestyle. We knew God was rich in mercy, but Christ's entrance and sacrifice shows us a whole different level of riches. This idea takes me straight to Luke 15. It's a story about a father and the way that he loves his older son and his younger son. The older son's type A. The younger son's pretty free-spirited, and they both run from him in different ways. And I'm not getting all the details, but the younger son says, Father, you're as good as dead to me. Give me my inheritance. I'm out of here. And he books it, spends it on everything that he shouldn't have spent his money on. He ends up poor and in a famine and eating pig slop. And he ends up going back to his dad and says, you know, Dad, don't take me as your son. Take me as a servant. 
And the story says that the father is looking, waiting for his son. And as soon as the father sees the son, he chases him down, grabs him, throws him on the ground, kisses him, throws him a party, gives him a ring, shoes, a robe. And then after he throws a party, the older brother gets ticked and leaves the party and the father chases him down. And the point is this, I mean, God is so rich in mercy. He's overwhelming in the way he lavishes his richness upon us. He's benevolent in the way he cares for us and the way he loves us. And a bit later in Ephesians 2, verse 7, Paul circles back to this same idea of riches. And he says, God seated us with Christ so he could show the immeasurable riches of his grace. So he does want the world to see his riches, not like the filthy rich CEO with the $6,000 shower curtain. Those guys want to flaunt their riches in a different way for a different reason. But God wants to show off his riches so that people will see his grace and they'll receive the gift from Jesus as the extravagant giver. So as we think about the takeaway from today and from last time, we want to remember that you were dead, completely broken and bankrupt. Don't diminish the debt that we had. And we also want to remember that Jesus is immeasurably rich and an extravagant giver. You know, later in Ephesians, Paul talks about how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And it's that notion of immeasurably rich. So today we can rest and rejoice in his riches. See you next time.